Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the ME7 podcast. I'm Owen Stanley, joined today by James Hawkins and Sam Johns to discuss everything Gillingham in the last week as Neil Harris's men saw a Wickham Wanderers sorry, side come to Prusfield and walk away with just a solitary point as Neil Harris's boys put on a great second half comeback performance to come back from a goal down to level the game through an exceptional Jack Tucker volley, which could bring home what could prove to be an incredibly important point in our road to survival in League One. As I said, I am joined by James Hawkins and Sam John. So, firstly, I'm going to I'm going to go to you, Sam, as you're as you're the guest today. That obviously could be proved to be a very important point for the Jills. Obviously, it looked through certain times in the second half with results not going our way and us being behind it. It could be one of those weekends you look back on and think, if only we had managed to nick something. But as it turned out, we did nick something and. As has been the pattern in the last month, results did seem to go for us again. So overall, a pretty decent afternoon for the Jules. Yeah, I think so. I think you've got to take it, to be fair. Um, very good side, obviously, that they're pushing for for playoffs. Um, you know, on, on, considering when we went to them at sort of earlier in the season under Steve Evans, it was one of the worst performances I think I've ever seen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it looked like a game of two halves. Um, sort of looking at the sort of stats for the second half. I mean, I think we had, we had 12 shots second half. So, I mean, it may be that we even... Um, sh- should have got a winner, um, but uh, yeah, all in all, a, a brilliant point. Really can't complain, and it looks like this resolute, this resolute side we've seen since Harris has come in is, is just continuing to go on, which is, you know, more than we expected. I think. Yeah, James Harris touched on it himself in his post-match interview, which we'll listen to a bit later on. That like, it really wasn't the first half performance that he was looking for. That he expected the levels that he expected from his side, and. I think we saw that. I think we really, really struggled to get out of our own half the majority of the first period. I think Wickham dominated the play. They had us running around in circles where we couldn't really get near them or create any sort of chance of our own. It seemed like a matter of time before they did take the lead. And that did happen when Jules' favourite, Brandon Handen, who came on as an early substitute due to Wickham injury, was on hand to feed through Sam Vokes for an effort which beat Aaron Chapman, unfortunately, at his near post. And I think... A lot of Jules fans will be thinking back to some previous games of the season where other Jules teams might have buckled, but this team under Harris is, is built differently, isn't it? There's always a chance that you keep it 1-0, you know, this side under this manager is still going to be able to come out in the second half and make something happen. And that's certainly what happened in a really much improved second half performance that got us the point. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. You, you, yeah, you're definitely right. I mean, it's, it, I think, um, I think and, and it's good to see that Harris has shown a side of him as well, is that he's not afraid to... To change it when when it's when it's going wrong, um, I think it's important to, to for him as a, as the management to, to realise that when it's not going for us in in the big moments that you can't just stand there and and, and let it happen. Um, and and he didn't do that. In fairness, he he, he changed the shape. He brought Ben Reeves on, which he, in fairness, looking at our bench on Saturday afternoon, he was the only one that was going to create any sort of anything um, from from the people that were on the bench, but. Um, look, he, he changed it into a diamond, and, and and we went and we went at Wickham, and, and in fairness, I think had we gone on and won that game, I don't think it would have been any grumbles from 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 both sets of supporters, and and it it, it was great to see. It would be really interesting though to see coming up this weekend. Does he stick with that diamond now, um, or do, or does he or does he keep the back three? Yeah, it's interesting, is it, Sam? The change of formation. I think this is one of the first or very few times we've seen Neil change things drastically alternately um, at half time and obviously with Ben Reeves coming on as James said himself we do have a very unfortunately quite limited bench at the minute due to injuries you know you think of like Danny Lloyd's out for the season Alex McDonald's been out for the season for a while now no one really seems so when or if we're going to see Muzzy Carrio again this season but uh, 
Reeves has certainly been one of those players who he's not he's not had enough chances to do it due to his own personal injury issues. But I look back to the three two defeat at Wigan when he came on at half time and got us back into that game, and he certainly provided us with a bit more in this game as well. And obviously it was his cross which free kick that came in was headed clear by um, a Wickham defender who thinks he's got he's cleared the danger then in comes Jack Tucker so I think you can't really give Ben Reeves the assist for that but you also had the influence in it but let's let's talk about the goal obviously it's, it's interesting isn't it how we say about how we have so many limited options going up front then your centre-half's doing that it's sort of a bit of a good karma in terms from hero to uh, from villain to hero sort of thing for Jack Tucker because last weekend the goal at Sunderland injury time a lot of people were critical of him for losing his man in the last minute and that's how Unfortunately, we ended up conceding that goal, but he certainly made up for it this past weekend with that strike. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I don't think he hit a better ball, to be honest with you. Um, I, I honestly don't. I don't think it's the best free kick from Ben Reeves, to be honest with you. Obviously, lucky that it loops up, and I mean, the strike is is unbelievable. Um, and yeah, you know, he will feel good because I don't think you know he has taken a bit of stick um, from last weekend, so um, he'll be buzzing and look. That, that's sometimes how we have to get goals. I mean, we haven't scored many goals at home all season. I think we probably scored, I think it was about 12 or 13 when I had a look at it last. So you're taking where you can. Um, but yeah, it could be a vital goal as well. So um, yeah, I'd, like I say, he may not hit a better ball all, you know, all of his career. Yeah, brilliant finish. Yeah, and as you said earlier on, James, we perhaps given the second half performance, we're unlucky not to win it. There were a few half chances. Obviously, the one everyone's going to think about is the one where... I think Vidane has a shot, Stockdale spills it, it sort of just gets his toe end on it to poke it towards goal and it looks agonisingly close, like it's going to just trickle over the right side of the line, but just about the Wigger, the Wickham defender manages to just put his leg round it, get it off the line and obviously that's what could have been an incredibly huge moment for us and hopefully it's not one of those that we're going to look back on at the end of the season and think, oh, if only if we'd hit that ball with like an extra little bit of zest to it to get it over that line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think we were we were unlucky, um, to be honest. But 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 as you say, there were they were there were half chances, weren't they? They weren't they weren't chances that we think, oh no, oh god, we've 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 really we really have dropped kind of two points there. And I think if we look at the bigger picture, considering where Wickham are in the table, it's it's an incredibly good point um, to, to to see. And in fairness, we were behind at half time, and 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 we know from this season. That we we don't come back from from many losing positions too often. So the fact that we've we've obviously got a good point out of it and and could have won it um, makes makes for, for obviously good good <clears throat> good confidence going into a really really important Easter weekend. And and we did say in the running, didn't we, is that in order to stay in this division, we need to pick up bonus points. And and I think Saturday was was a bonus point. Yeah, Sam, people have been saying that a lot recently. It's very true as well that to stay in this division, we are going to have to start picking up points against teams that, you know, people ne wouldn't necessarily expect us to do. We almost did it at Sunderland. We did it against Sheffield Wednesday. We've got another point here again against um, a playoff playoff pushing Wickham size. It really does show how the teams come leaps and bounds in the past few months. And obviously, as James says, we're not, we're not that team who's going to score, you know, three or four a game because we just don't have the options to do it. But... You look at this team now in comparison to where it was, you know, just before Christmas and just prior to um, Evans' sacking and that little mini period we had with Lovell as well. It's sort of like they don't look the same team, do they? The way they are able to actually competently defend. And, you know, when they do manage to create your chance, we are, at least, at least right now, when we need to be, we're making it count as well. Yeah, um, I think 
to be honest, to, to even be in this position, I know it, you know it is very tight, and we're, we're by no means out of the woods, and we may we may not stay up. You know, it, it's um, it's very much in the balance. But I think to be in this position, we we look down and out at Christmas. Um, whatever Harris has done, he's I know he's obviously gone to that back five, which has looked you know very good, and it's it's solidified us a lot. But um, yeah, I think we'd all take this position at the moment, um, and, it, and it's good to see you know a bit more confidence in the players that they look. Some of the games I see at the start of the season and sort of midway through, actually Cheltenham up here was one of the worst performances, and, and even in terms of confidence, um, they, they, they look shot. So, like I say, to be in this position and, and you know for them to play the way they are, you know, quality wise, you know we're not brilliant quality wise going forwards. We know that, um, but picking up points here and there um, against you know some of the better teams. Yeah, it's it's brilliant to see. Brilliant to see. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hear from Neil Harris very shortly. But on the topic of of the, the gaffer himself and how he's improved individual players, as obviously as we're saying there, this isn't this is sort of the same Gillingham team in terms of personnel that we had all those months ago. And they're just playing completely out of their skin now due to the manager. We actually had a question brought in from Twitter, which we're going to do later on the show, but it seems a good time to bring it in now due to the topic of discussion. And this is from uh, Jules Mod, and he wants us to talk about or discuss. Harris's impact in terms of players' you know, game management and how he's able to bring players who perhaps weren't having the greatest season. You know, I, the first one that comes to my mind, and I was very critical to him in the first half of the season, but I think David Tonda, someone who I had absolutely no faith in personally, but if, since Harris has come in, he's looked a lot more competent as a defender. And I was wanted to ask you first, James, and we'll head on to jo- uh, James uh, to Sam. Sorry, he can put in his penny in for it as well. But what would you put down to? Harris's ability to make these players improve themselves in sort of the game management sense. Um, I think in I, I think I think in fairness, I think it's um, he probably shows that he cares. Um, he, it, it's it's as simple as that. Is that how many times did we did we hear of, of, of on the interview? But uh, just as Evans was coming towards his reign at Gillingham, it was that he wasn't even talking about the performance or the players or whatever it was. It was just a tax at the chairman. And it was it was it was all very much about the budget and and not rec- enough recruitment done things like that and and I think as a player when you're hearing things like that you and even if you've won a, you won a game it was still it was still the same old well we'd be we'd be higher up or we would have won that by that much if we'd had better players and better quality and and I'm sure as a player you you just think well I can only do so much or I'm I'm really trying my best here and. And, and and the thing is, I think Harris in his time, and I think the two or three months he's been there, I think he's only ever criticised one kind of forty-five minutes, which was um, which was last weekend, I think it was. And but the rest of the time, he's been nothing but positive. And it, and I think you can clearly see from obviously the photos and the videos that that the the media team are uploading as well. He is out there on the training ground working with those players day in day out, and really trying to actually coach them. And I think as as players, I think if you've got a manager behind you that shows that he he really does care, he he gives that motivation. Um, it rubs off on you, and and you look at him on the touchline as well. He's energetic. He he wants to get involved. He head and kicks every single ball. He gets involved with the supporters and things like that. And when you've got a manager like that, then then it, it it rubs off on you. And I think I think the whole kind of aura of him and his management staff has rubbed off on the players. And I think. Oh. They are fighting for their contracts now. They want to be able to stay at this football club now. I think if Evans was in charge, I don't think they would have even cared about being at the football club next season. I don't think they would have even bothered. I think now they want to play for Neil Harris. 
And I think that is the difference, is that they want next season, what regardless of what league they're in, I think they want to play for Neil Harris. And that is the difference. I think I think he's given that sort of confidence and and reassurance of he he, he wants to make this football club a, a people that are, a, for a place to be. Yeah, Sam, as we said, it is very much the same personnel in terms of player that we had all those months back when we were getting terrible result or terrible result. But with Neil Harris coming in, which players do you think personally have managed to flourish a lot more under his guidance? Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to pinpoint one, and I haven't seen an awful lot of games in the second half of the season, but. I think that the one you have mentioned is Tutonda, and I think he looked lost first half of the. He didn't even look like he knew how to play left back at the first sort of first half of the season, um, and I think you probably say the same for a lot of the back five in general. Um, I think Masterson's been really good since he's come in, um, and I think that leadership with well, I guess Aimer and and that they all do look a lot more like you say a lot more well drilled, James. Um, and look like they know what they're doing and what what sort of game plan they've got, you know, week to week and. Um, yeah, I, I do. I, I would probably say the back five, if I'm honest. Um, probably not, not one single player, but I would imagine if you look at the goals conceded from the first half to the second half of the season, there's probably a massive difference, and that that is all down to one man, and that's Neil Harris. Yeah. Right, who just listened to us sing his praises? Let's hear from the man himself. This is Neil Harris after Gillingham's one-one draw this past Saturday against Wickham Wanderers. Game in the end, yeah. First, first half disappointed. We 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 weren't good enough with the football first half, and I'm not talking about being free flowing and creating chance after chance. I don't expect that in my group at the moment, but the decision making on the ball, well, we we got to be better. Swinging feet at it rather than getting the ball down and making a pass. I made a change tactically at half time. No no slight on uh, Connor Marston coming off at all. I had to choose one of the three centre halves, and I could have picked any of them. You know, the three of them I don't think were good enough in the first half. I picked Connor just. Just felt, felt physically maybe airily. We had to stand up to him a little bit, um, um, and I wanted to change shape and play the diamond second half to try and get after the ball a bit more. And we were so much better. Get another attacking player on the pitch uh, was 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 important to try and get Reeves a bit higher up and use his quality. And we got back on level terms, and then we could have gone gone and had more. Well, it was one over the line. Uh, I, I'm not sure. The referee only gives what he he, he sees, or linesman gives what he sees. Um, did we not get a decision from the referee on the linesman in that instance? Did that surprise anyone in the stadium? I don't think we got a decision all game. So, um, yeah, I'm disappointed that we didn't win the game, but I'm delighted with the group for the spirit and determination and the way we played second half. Neil Harris there following Gillingham's 1-1 draw with Rick and Wonders. Now, as we know, gents... The next week is going to be uh, not one for the faint of heart, shall we say. Two incredibly huge fixtures coming up as we travel to, uh, I want to say, Sam, you'll know this better than I will, the Johnny Rock Stadium, Cheltenham, is that right? Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. And then we obviously host Fleetwood Town in a must-win crunch game at Prefield. A lot of people are looking forward to Manchester City and Liverpool. I think you'll, you'll find Gillingham Fleetwood is the game to be watching in this next week or so now. Sam, I'll come to you first. Obviously, as people might not know, you are very local to Cheltenham. And obviously, it's going to be a game that you're going to be going to. And it's one that uh, I think it'll be the fifth time we've played them this season in all competitions, if I'm not wrong. But uh, it's it's definitely one of them where you look at it on paper and think Cheltenham, you know, they should be, you know, as people like to say, on the beach, if you like. 
and you know they're not going to get relegated. They're not going to be pushing for the playoff. I think it's, they could be going for a very high finish in the table. I think they're around tenth or just below at the minute. So there's going to be motivation for them to get that. But we're going to have to go there and make sure. Worst case scenario, we don't lose. Obviously, we want to be going there and winning. But given their good home form as well, if we can back up a point at their place and then go to Fleetwood, have Fleetwood at home, sorry, and get three points, it would represent a decent return. But what shall we? What shall we expect from uh, from Cheltenham's game? Do you think going up against them? Yeah, um, look, they've got a brilliant, probably one of the best managers in the league, in Michael Duff. Um, they won't rest on their laurels. I know that they're, they're mid. They're at twelve. I think they're a mid table, fifty two points or something like that. Um, very resolute side. They, they can concede goals. Um, we they they've drawn. I think four all recently at Accrington. I think that was last weekend, and they've also drawn five all. So, you know, sometimes their games are very interesting. Sometimes that they win one nil and they do it ugly. They they know how to do both sides of the game. So. Look, it's going to be tough to go there. We went there in the FA Cup replay, albeit a very different side. And that was, I think the news came out that Steve Nugent were in for Steve Evans that night as well. So um, I think the thing for us, I think we ought to play a five at the back, if you if you ask me. Um, that's how Cheltenham played. And when we went up there for the FA Cup replay, that was where they got all of their joy and we just couldn't cope with it. So um, like I say, the saying on the beach, yeah, you can, you can get at the end of the season, but I don't think they will be resting on their laurels and... Michael Duff will have him playing. They will have him playing. So, James, in terms of in terms of the Fleetwood game, uh, it's one of them, isn't it? It really is. It isn't a case of we can try and get a point. A point would be a decent result, and then just see what happens. I think the worst case scenario for us this past weekend would have been in a position where we might be looking at being three or more points behind Fleetwood before that game, because then that them, in their opinion, anyway, might make that game more of a must not lose and a must win. But now. Given the way it's going, I mean, for all we know, one of us could be three points ahead of the other come that game on Monday. We don't know yet, but it really is a situation where it looks as though it could well end up being loser gets relegated to League Two, doesn't it? It's win or bust. Yeah, it is. It's it is the biggest game of our season and probably the biggest game in a few years. <laughs> in fairness, I think um, I think it is it is a massive massive game. Um, I think the the fact is as well is that it, it also determines on what type of player Neil Harris can recruit in the summer because I think if we lose on Monday, I think we are in big trouble. I think we are in big trouble if we lose on Monday because Fleetwood are a team we have to beat because they are the team or one of the teams that is in that race to get out of it. Um, and and the thing is, is as well, if we lose that game, what is it going to do for the confidence of the boys? Um, I think the fact the fact is is that if we go and win on Monday, we will take a massive amount of confidence into the last two games against Portsmouth and Rotherham. If we lose on Monday, are we then thinking in the back of our mind, well, we've just been beaten by a team around us. We've now got two sides that are in the top seven in the league. We're in trouble here. So it's all sort of things that we have to we have to c- consider. And but. I think this is where Neil Harris is going to come into his own. He is so experienced when it comes to to these sort of things. What he did at Millwall was absolutely incredible. They still absolutely adore him at the Den. Um, and I think this weekend is a big weekend, not just in the season, but I think this is a big weekend in a number of years for Gillingham Football Club. It is it's a massive weekend because I don't think as a football club we can afford to be relegated to League Two. I really, really don't. 
No. And on that on that topic we were talking about earlier in terms of Neil changing formation mid-game, I'm going to bring a Twitter question we had into this. It comes from GFC Kinzo, and he says, in our opinion, should we start with a back four or keep with the back five in our remaining games? And in a sense, actually con- contributes to this question as well from James Clean, who says, is it worth us going more attacking when we visit Cheltenham or perhaps more conservative in the hope that, you know, if we don't lose the game, we can have something to build on for the game against Fleetwood? Yeah, um, I think certainly for Cheltenham, it needs to be a five. Like I say, I think we saw we went with a four, um, like I say, in the FA Cup replay, and they absolutely hammered us down the sides. We didn't know what to do. We, we couldn't defend it again, albeit a very different side and a much less confident Gillingham side. But I think that's the way we need to go. And I think, like, like we've shown, he's not afraid to change it if he needs to. Um, so I think he will do that if he does, if, if he does feel like it's not working. But I think certainly start with the five on Friday. What we do from there, I don't know. But again, I, I would probably probably stick with the five personally because that's we, we've seen that that's what's worked and that's what's kept us very sound defensively. Um, but again, like I say, if he does need to change it, he will, um, and that's that's quite comforting in that sense. I think. Yeah, Jay, it's very very helpful to know that we can perhaps start with a five and then go to a four if we're chasing a lead or perhaps start with a four. And then if we want to be more conservative and hold on to a lead, we can go back into that five. So it certainly gives us options. But for you, in your opinion, what would you be looking to go for if you were Neil, Neil Harris in these last few games? It's difficult, isn't it? Because we've shown for 45 minutes against the top seven side that we can go to a four and, and be more than competitive. Um, but this, sometimes in risky situations, um, with a lot to ride on, it maybe is the better that, better the devil you know um and under him we've been incredible in that back five um for 94 minutes at the stadium of light we nearly had a point with the back five so it is a catch-22 isn't it it's really 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 difficult um I didn't see the Cheltenham game at their place Sam is of the better opinion of me and obviously if Sam has said that we got torn to shreds with the back four um with the same set of players I know they're playing with a bit more confidence now but that doesn't Suggest that it's a Cheltenham side are going to come at you from confidence. We're two flying wingers down the side. You can have any manager and fullbacks you want in the world. Um, so I think it's going to be difficult. I think I think about five, and I think if he needs to change it, then then maybe change it in the game and go and go for something else and something different. Sam's dog is very clearly excited. Yes, my dog is buzzing for the uh, for the rest <laughs> of the season. Yeah. <laughs> but just to, just to round off today, gents, if. You know, we don't want to think too far ahead because there's so many different scenarios it could go into. Like, I think it, it could well go down to the last day. It could well be that we go on a miraculous run of form and, you know, in everyone's happy, happy place in their mind, we can just win, or, win our final four games and it's done like it's nothing. But we know as a Gillingham fan, it's never going to be that easy. But if we were to get, say, a minimum of four points from these next two games, again, we've got two... Two on paper, very difficult fixtures come after that. Portsmouth for another one who don't have anything to play for, but Rotherham are going to be one who look to be at this moment in time potentially pushing for top two, if not hopefully already there. So I've less more things to worry about. But just how big of a of a boost would it be for Harris and the players if we were to able to get two really positive results over this over this Easter weekend? I think it'll be everything, won't it? I think it will make or break us. Um you know, I think looking at the running ours is probably the most difficult. I would say of the of the three of us. I know Fleetwood have still got that extra game in hand, but they're pretty much playing every three or four days now. So how much of a toll that will take on them, I don't know. 
Um, I know Morecambe, I think I've got Sunderland and MK Don's sort of last two games of the season. So, but it, for us, it's everything. Um, I think if we can, I, I would probably say we would need to beat Fleetwood and, and probably not lose at Cheltenham. If we can do that, look, we've got a great chance. I think we've got a brilliant chance. Um, and, you know, the, the better the result for ourselves, I think the more positive the players will go and they'll, they'll go into Rotherham and, and they won't fear. Um no, again, I think that that's a lot about due, due to Harris, really. Yeah, and James, just to finish, just to finish us off for tonight. I don't, we don't usually do this on this show, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask both of you just for the the score prediction for both of the games. I know it's I know it's very easy to say now when we obviously don't know, you know, our predictions may be altered considering what happens on Friday. But just a shot in the dark from both of you, what are you thinking? Um, I think a one-one draw on Friday. Um, I think we'll get a draw at Cheltenham and I think we will beat uh, we'll beat Fleetwood yeah we'll beat Fleetwood on Monday 1-0 or 2-1 um, I think it'll be I think it'll be two tight games uh, but I think we'll get four points out of the next two and then we'll see where it takes us I'll be very shocked if we get six points I mean if we get six points out of, out of the two games then we are well well within staying up so yeah I think four points out of the next two uh, and, I, and, I, and I don't think that's I don't think that's awful. Um, Sammy, is Sammy, you going to jump? You going to make the jump and go for six and be hopeful? Or are you going to build? My my heart does say it. Yeah, it does. I think I, I do think we we can certainly go to Cheltenham now and and win probably one or two nil. Um, we've shown it in away games recently this season as well. Um, that, that we can go and do that. So, and as for Fleetwoods, yeah, look, again, I, I think we've got a good chance at home. They do concede a lot of goals and they do concede a lot of. of goals from winning positions as well so my heart says six points and if we get that then i think we'll be okay yeah thank you very much for joining us on the me semi podcast thank you to james hawkins of course as per usual and sam johns of course for coming on as well it is very much appreciated as we look ahead to what could be an extremely pivotal week in jills this season and their campaign to remain a league one side next season you know where to find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter to keep up with all things ME7 podcast and Gillingham related. But until next week, we hopefully see we come back for you on Monday with some very positive reviews of hopefully back-to-back wins. But we shall see. It is a Gillingham way. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Good night.